Well, today's show theme came up while I was in the parking lot just outside of these studios. And I was standing with my coordinator, Julie, and my co-host, Trifina, and we were talking about some personal struggles that we were facing. And one of them was contentment. What does it mean to be content? Why are we not satisfied with what we have or who we are? Why are we in a constant state of comparing ourselves with others or wishing we had a different life? Why do we have a hard time accepting ourselves as is and valuing and celebrating the opportunities and experiences we've had? So, how and why should we choose contentment? What would that look like in our relationships, in our purchases, in our giving, in the way we live? So this show is really for me because I struggle with this sometimes and it's exhausting. So let's stop comparing and choose to be content. Can you help me? Well, let's discover just how to do that. From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, season nine, episode number five. Welcome back, and what an easy topic it is today. (laughs) Woo! Full of joy, happiness, and contentment. Welcome back to our special guest, Aaron Oxford. I don't even know if you're, are you a new special guest because you've been here before, but you are. Once before. Once before. Yeah, now a regular. You're a regular. (laughs) Aaron Oxford, executive director and pastor of the Dale Ministries. Can you just tell us just quickly what Dale Ministries is and does? Yes, so the Dale Ministries is a community organization and church located in the west end of Toronto in a neighborhood called Parkdale. Mm -hmm. And we welcome all people while making intentional space for those who are typically kept at the margins. Mm -hmm. And so the the majority of our community, we're dealing with things like being underhoused or precariously Mm -hmm. housed. mental health challenges, addiction, but you know, those are all things that each of us struggles with in different ways. And so we're recognizing our common humanity and learning to be community together. Well, we so appreciate that you're here. Thank you. Spending time with us today. And our co-host, Trifina Puramala Gagnon. Hey. Hey, hey. Podcaster and speaker. Welcome. Thank you. Sunite Lichmore, registered psychotherapist and speaker. Thank Welcome you. Welcome back. And Cheryl Nemhard, speaker, author, and justice advocate. Hey. Good to have you back. Good to be here. So let's start off really like dive in. All right. Why are we discontent and what are we discontent with? So I said it earlier in the show, like I've, str- I've struggled with this, yeah. but let's sort of like give a, a sort of overview and context mm-hmm. that it seems like we are discontent. It seems like yeah. in the numbers that we're seeing, people are not happy. Ha- you know, happiness is at an all time low. I've been mm-hmm. seeing in some of like the, the research. Why are we discontent? Mm-hmm. I think it's because we live it in a fix it, consumerism, capitalist, <laughs> you know, like I want it yeah. all yeah. culture. And we have to recognize that it's like the society that we live in and the culture that mm-hmm. we're a part of, which is why it's hard to be content. Mm-hmm. It is. I think we're constantly taking in content, whether it's like social media or just ads of like things that we can purchase or the way other people live their lives. Yep. And I don't like, I don't want to just throw social media under the bus in that way because there is a lot of beauty that comes out of it. But yeah, I think we are constantly taking in stuff that just allows us to compare. I also think, though, that it's not just what we're taking in. It's part of 
how we were raised. It's part of like mm. how our culture has permeated us. Mm. Um, growing up, it was like, okay, so one day you're gonna have a house, you're gonna have mm. like two cars, you're gonna have, like you just had all these ideals of what life was gonna look like. Mm. And let's be honest, our economic state doesn't look like that right now. Mm. But I'm still constantly striving for what I thought I should have. I should have. Yeah. Um, also, we have this beautiful culture of a growth mindset where I'm always trying to teach my kids, right? I'm like, I want you to grow. I want you to do yeah. better. I want you to like, mm. like mistakes are not problems. They're just things you're trying out. And I have somehow internalized that mm. in a negative way where, okay, mm. everything I do now, I can do better. And I'm constantly like rehashing conversations I had, or I'm gonna go home tonight and I'm gonna rehash this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what could I have said differently? Mm. Um, and I'm always trying to improve. And we are, we're evolving beings. But I think there's a flip side to that coin yeah. where mm. also it can be harmful. Yeah. I love, I love what you said. I gotta piggyback because yeah. I feel like this place of being discontent is a tension mm. of, of not having our, um, our, ex our expectations met. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's this, it's this, it's this tough space of uh, the dreams I had, like the who I, who I wanted to be, where I wanted to be in life versus actual reality and this idea of like not being satisfied or feeling like we failed or we missed the mark. And so we live in this place of it's never quite good enough. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I just want to encourage people like while we're in this place, it's a very honest place to be of not being satisfied, fulfillment and satisfaction are two different things. Mm -hmm. And so you can be in a place where you're like, I'm not quite satisfied, but I am fulfilled in where I'm at. It's this deeper well uh, space where you can be uh, thankful, almost a sense of gratitude for mm -hmm. where you're at, um, but we'll get there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like honoring the season, right? Like I am True. not where I wanna be career-wise, body-wise, friendship-wise. Like I don't know, I think as women we always have things we wanna do, but I'm like, oh, but there is a lot of beauty in this season. Yeah. And I have to honor that. I want to go back to the discontent. I'm still not clear. Because <laughs> we heard family of origin and we heard consumerism and capitalism in comparison. Yeah. But there's got to be a place. Like, how did we get that we have to get, you know, again, not trying to throw our parents into under the bus, but where did we get that we have to be this or we have to do this or we have to have that? Because that's, that's core to us that as we're growing up, then there was something in our psyche that's saying, you need to be that and have oh. that. And I know that, yeah. Aaron, you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, where is it I think from? the messaging that we constantly are hearing are that we can be and do anything, mm -hmm. and that there's this pressure to therefore yeah, do and mm -hmm. be everything mm -hmm. when we're all gifted differently. And, you know, it's, it is important to, to work and, know yourself and do yeah. things well, mm -hmm. but we can't do everything. Mm -hmm. no. And so if that's what we're told. Yeah. That you can be and do anything you want to do and yeah. be. Yeah. Not yeah. always healthy, it's a lot mm -hmm. of kind of dangerous. Mm -hmm. And then there's even this thought of like, nothing bad could ever happen to me. I, I, I'm i gonna be well and happy and whole and everything's gonna be shiny and Barbie land. And so when life storms come, we're not uh, we're, we're thrown, you know, there's not enough anchor, there's not enough groundedness in our thinking, um, in reality, we're not, <laughs> I don't wanna say we're not grounded in reality, but there is a sense of like, we, we have a dream that we hold so fiercely to. Yeah. Okay, and so is it family, is it church, is it friends, is it community? What, what is speaking into us that we're taking, holding, and then saying, I need to live up to that standard? I, I think it goes back to a previous episode we did on belonging. Because mm -hmm. like if not being content is cultural, 
when you are content, it's countercultural. Yeah. So you're going against the status quo. And when you go against the status quo, you threaten your ability to, to belong mm -hmm. and to fit into the, the social groups that you're a part of. And so content is, is countercultural. It's almost like a dangerous space to be in, yeah. you know, because then people are going to look at you as lazy, unmotivated. Um, you know, you don't strive. You're, you're just, you know, you're just okay with just being normal. Yeah. Ooh. And we, we frown upon that. That's so interesting because even think of how many times you ask someone, how are you? And they're like, oh, I'm busy. And you revere that, right? It's like, oh, this person's busy. They're hustling. They're getting stuff done. Yeah. And I remember after I had kids, I was having a conversation with a girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, I just feel like I'm not doing all the things outside of mothering, right? Not that mothering is not an amazing like part. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you just are wanting too much. She's like, you, like, you want school. You want this. You want that. She's like, I'm just so happy where I am because I'm not sitting here thinking I need to be the best at stuff, right? Yeah. And you're, you're right. And I, like, and you talk about where it came from like I think society is constantly feeding us this we're feeding it to each other right where yeah. when you introduce yourself you're introducing yourself with your accomplishments mm -hmm. you introduced me as like a speaker and a podcaster mm -hmm. not just like I'm Trifina who you know I'm Trifina that's, that's period I'm Trifina. <laughs> right. that's it right mm -hmm. like we're always trying to add to the words behind our name mm -hmm. or you grow up with the Barbie dream house and it's like oh so now mm -hmm. I'm looking for mm -hmm. for the yeah. physical like, accolades like, let's just dispel it. Like, being busy is not an attribute. No. Mm -hmm. It's not part of my identity. And yet this booked and busy, grinded out culture mm -hmm. has caused us mm -hmm. to be in this place of always reaching, always outdoing better, more, further. And it, it robs us of being present. It robs us of gratitude. It robs us of humility. Which I feel is like that's an old-fashioned word now. Mm -hmm. uh, just this sense of like, why not me? Why why couldn't uh, hardship or like why is it just mm -hmm. someone else? And so there's there's a recalibrating of our hearts that I feel like God is calling mm -hmm. us to in this conversation. Yeah, I went through a period in my life where it, or I'm maybe going through it still, uh, where I stand to experience a lot of loss. Mm -hmm. And so at one point, um, the Dale Ministries. Uh, what it was previous to to this expression was possibly going to end. Uh, my husband, who has um, a difficult illness, was struggling. My mother at the time was in hospital and had lived there for 13 years. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I stood to lose everything. Mm -hmm. And so I had to ask myself, if I'm not the if I don't work at the Dale, if I'm no longer a wife, if I, heaven forbid, I'm no longer a mother, mm. all of these things, who am I? Mm. And uh, I realized I needed to find my value and my identity, as mm -hmm. you brought up in God, in Jesus, mm -hmm. right? That that is, that is core. Mm -hmm. And so life is hard. Mm -hmm. And if you do lose everything for whatever reason, mm you are still valued. So There's a couple good. layers there, because I think part of what you're saying, and it could be an offshoot, is that first of all, we know that we value productivity, and so our value is based on what we output in productivity. That's right. But the other thing is you're saying this, are we afraid of the struggle? Mm. Are we afraid of the loss? Are we afraid to not be enough? Mm. Because then what would that mean? And yet, when you go back to Jesus, it's like, whoa, that was him. I mean, look at his, his life and what he called us mm -hmm. to do in, in the way, you know, of, of yeah. you know, 
following him. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it feels a little tension for me right now yeah. because it says to me, I've put value in the things I have and becoming this person. Yeah. It also shows to me that I may be afraid of the struggle and the hardship and the loss. And so then because of that, because I'm afraid that I don't want that, I will then do, 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 yeah. do, do to fill that yeah. in me. And that's a little terrifying because that's sure. like, that then gives, well, I'm telling you, that's the motivation. That could be the motivation behind what I do. Yeah. Why do it? Yeah. Can I, can I share a trans, like a yeah. transformative moment? Yeah. It was like, it was catalytic in my life. And it was, it was literally uh, this year uh, for me, I, wherever that airs, uh, and it was in the summer of this year for me. I had, uh, had to have full knee replacement mm -hmm. surgery. It was something I had put off for 10 years because I was booked and busy, mm -hmm. because that was my identity and my attribute and all the wrong things. And so I didn't want to slow down. I felt like I was going to miss, it's this lie, mm -hmm. I'm going to miss out if I step out of the, you know, out of the race. And so I found myself bedridden, then I found myself in a walker, and like just, uh, talk about humility. Yeah. <laughs> walker, right? Mm. Um, and I had a moment, I had this moment, this encounter with God where he said to me, you know, if you don't speak again, if you didn't do TV, if you didn't do podcasts, all the things, all the director, all the leadership stuff, would it be enough mm -hmm. to be my daughter only? Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna be honest with you, mm. I said, no, mm. no way, it can't be enough. And so the, this summer was mm. the summer I learned for the, I just gotta hold it together, mm. for the first time in my life, I know how to be a worker, I know how to be a warrior, I know how to be frontline leader, I didn't know how to be a daughter, Mel. Mm. I didn't know how to be a daughter of God. And when we look at the life of Jesus and how he identifies us, his markers are different. We are beloved, we are seen. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he's El Rohi, the God that sees us. We are enough, mm -hmm. we are his own, we are mm -hmm. daughter. And we have put these other yeah. identifiers yeah, yeah. on us that will never satisfy, will never fill our cup, are never enough. And it's exhausting. And are ex going. spiritually, mentally, for yes. all the things. Yes, yeah. exhausting. Such a good point. Yeah. I feel exhausted just thinking about it. Of that we carry this all the we time? It's exhausting. No wonder we're tired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Absolutely. You know? So what does contentment look like and why? Right? So it's like we know the discontentment. We know what can motivate us. We know what that means for us. Uh, so what would contentment look like? And why? I think it's what Cheryl mentioned. It's like our security and our identity in Christ. Like, are we secure in that identity that we are a child of God? Is that enough for us? Oof. Well, and it's it's a question that you're like, are we? Yeah. And and honestly, as you were like, we're we're followers of Jesus. Of course we are. Yeah. But clearly, by our our actions and motive motivations, it doesn't look like it. And I say that for myself. Yeah. Okay. So, child, daughter of God. Yeah. What else does that look like, really practically, with contentment? For me, it's involved really uh, trying to be present to the moment, mm -hmm. which is not natural all the time, right? It's easy, or at least for me. I want to, I can spin out, I have a good imagination, maybe too good, and so I'm imagining all of these things mm -hmm. that may or may not come to pass. Um, and living sort of where the grass is greener, mm -hmm. right? And, and instead, sort of actually sometimes truly taking my head and looking at what's right in front of me mm -hmm. and saying, I'm going to be content with what is right mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's been 
big for me. Mm -hmm. And also the recognition that the Beatitudes are true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when things are not easy, when we're grieving, when we're poor in spirit, when all of those things are true, that there is a blessedness, yeah. mm -hmm. that those things are held as sacred. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that can actually help me be content. Mm -hmm in other things. It's mm -hmm. good. It's so powerful. Hi, I'm Addison Espilla, one of the content producers here at See Here Love. I just wanted to take a moment to invite you to join our community called the See Here Lovelies. Here's how. Number one, sign up to our weekly newsletter. Every week you'll get a personal note from Melinda with links to our shows, blogs, and resources, as well as inspirational content and a short devotional. You'll also be the first to know about upcoming events and giveaways. QR code is in the show description or sign up through our website at seeherelove.com and look for the newsletter icon. Number two, join us in studio and be part of our studio audience. Take a behind-the-scenes tour in our master control room, editing suites, and studio. You'll meet Melinda and the See Here Love co-hosts and guests. Email us at seeherelove at crossroads.ca for more info. And finally, number three, become a monthly partner. $25 or $50 a month will help us share our brave themes and conversations on television here on podcast, YouTube, video streaming, and on our social media platforms. We can't do See Here Love without donations and sponsorships, so please go to www.seeherelove.com slash donate and give your one-time or monthly donation today. Become a See Here Lovely and join our See Here Love community of belonging, vulnerable, and brave conversations. We are here for you. Try you brought a, a good word scripture. I, I think this did. is the time now for a scripture I moment. I feel like yeah. we're feeling it. And it's like we got yeah. some scripture. Um, and so why don't you share that? It's from John and it's a 15, 15 10, to 10 to 13. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah. the verse is, if you keep my commands, you will, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And I read this and I'm like, okay, so you're saying if I keep your commands, my joy, like I'll have joy, I'll have peace, I'll have contentment. And then part of me is like, okay, so God, like is that workspace? Because that's what I'm already doing. Like I'm already striving, I'm already hustling, <laughs> I'm already trying to get it done. And then the next verse says, um, my command is this. So he like really like clears it out. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life to for one's friends. And when we talked about it a couple seconds ago, but just the contentment of being a child of God, that is huge. I also significantly struggle with the fact that I can live my life just loving people and that's enough. Mm -hmm. I can spend my life just loving my children and my neighbors and my husband and the friends that are close to me and that's enough. I don't need to speak and podcast, but I struggle with that, especially, and I'll just be really honest, as a mom, like that doesn't feel like enough for me. Mm -hmm. And so that's where my lack of contentment often comes. It's like, oh God, like my career, I'm not leading, I'm not doing this. And I feel like this verse just landed with, if you just show up and love people mm. the way I've called you to love, mm. that is it. Mm. And not only love for others, but the sense of like loving ourselves yes. as we call it just the daughter of God. Right. Um, it is the daughter Thank you of very God. Much. Right. right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. You know, the thing about love, mm. love is, a man, what a powerful force love is. And it shifts so many things in our lives when we get it right, when we understand it and, mm. and, and wrestle it down. So, I, you know, this love idea, like if we can love ourselves, 
then we have a clearer sense of our identity. We're loving who we are, not what we do, but who we are. So we're getting a sense of our identity. I love myself as a daughter of God, uh, as a masterpiece, fearfully and wonderfully made. Like the word of God gives some beautiful descriptions of who we are and how God sees us. So loving ourselves, loving people, I love what you said, it, it brings a gratitude. It, you know, it's a natural outflow of that. As I love and appreciate the relationships and friendships and, and love people and receive love, there's a gratitude that bubbles right. up. That shifts perspective. Yeah. And then if I love God, ooh, yeah. everything. Now posture shifts. We got perspective shifting, mm -hmm. identity shifting, posture shifting that even in the hard seasons, even when I lose it all, God is still good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we hold to that. So that so love is like on all mm -hmm. those layers, it's just shifting. All okay, the time. so let's look if we put love and contentment into our week, mm -hmm. let's just and just popcorn way, what would that do in our thinking? Just quick. I think it creates new neural pathways when you're okay. thinking about what you love and what you're grateful for. I think it genuinely shifts you. In our thinking? Just per think perspective. perspective. Okay. Yeah. In our yeah. spending. Yeah. Tell me, what would that look like, contentment and love, if we're saying uh, we're going to choose it for spending? For me, it's going yeah, to bring generosity. I'm going to give to others. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I'm hearing acceptance. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. contentment equals acceptance. If yeah. you're content, yeah. you're going to accept your identity yeah. with Christ. Yeah. You're going you're to accept what you have, what you don't have. And you can, two things can be true. Like, you can accept your reality while wanting something different. Yeah. Right. Okay? In our relationships, what would love and contentment look like in our relationships? Authenticity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Loving and trust. trust. Trust, yeah. Loving people where they're at, like not wanting to change mm -hmm. somebody um, or change your circumstance necessarily. Okay? I feel like I'm in a... I love um, it. Yeah. In <laughs> our bodies and self-image. Oh. What would that look like for love and contentment in our bodies and how we see ourselves? Oh, that's a big that pause, a ladies. Big <laughs> Everything else was like boom, boom, boom. And then I go bodies and self-image. Oh. We're all like, oh. Well, we just had this conversation even around shapewear. Like, I have, I want to hide. Say, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, but, like, this is that Don't struggle. Don't quote me. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, though, is what does that mean exactly. when we, with our body, when it's, you we show look at up it and go. And you speak life about it. You speak yeah. love to it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be talking about the thighs that are, you know, yeah. whatever they, like, they feel like to me. Contentment with this. Yeah. Confidence. Yes. Yes. Mm. Like a different kind of confidence. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And in our faith. What oh. what does that look like? <laughs> Love and contentment within our faith. Trust. Ease. Peace. Uh, peace. You walk in peace. Groundedness. You're walking in peace. A ground like an anchoredness. Yeah. Without flying all over the place mm. with every disappointment. Mm. Yeah. Believing that we'll be provided our daily bread. Oh, yeah. that's good. Mm -hmm. Because in, in our discontentment, it's like we have to provide our That's daily right, bread. Right. We have to do this. Exactly we have right. to do that. Right. And there's this yeah. in the scriptures. Why worry? Yeah. 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 Drives me crazy. Why worry? Yeah. But we do. Yeah. So I think, yeah, God's that. got you. That, that, I got to hang on that. That yeah. contentment looks like deep peace, trusting in the one mm. who truly, you know, yeah. leads mm. us. Yeah. And I think, you know, we say this and, you know, People are listening going, okay, <laughs> right. But I think for us, like what, what would that take for us? Is that praying every morning, changing the way we're thinking, responding differently, mm. not spending on this? Like what, what does that look like? Yeah. And I think maybe yeah. everything yeah. in that way, but it's the choosing to change the way we think and see ourselves mm. and, and, and not get 
caught up in the we're not enough, you don't have enough, you need the latest, you need the newest. Yeah. With also still so much grace to not, yeah. just, you know, for ourselves, of like not the, I don't want to be that person who's like, oh, I'm not content enough, right? Like realizing it's been ingrained in us from birth yeah. and it's going to be a process and a journey yeah. mm-hmm. to accept yeah. our experiences and who we are. Mm-hmm. Paul said, uh, you know, in every season I find myself in, I, 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 I'm grateful, I give thanks to God. I, I thank God for the seasons that are great, the mountain and the valleys. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to encourage people to, um, to hold that heart of gratitude, even when it's not what you dreamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold that. So there, through this whole conversation, there's been so much about, I come in with like contentment and I'm hearing generosity and gratitude mm-hmm. and love. And identity. And confidence and identity and all those things. And we have that. I mean, I think that comes in with community, with in our faith, in really leaning into Jesus and like, yeah. are you enough for me? And if not, then I need to do some hard, deep heart work that says, oh, I've been relying too much on and and yeah. to fill the void yeah. or the the emptiness of me. So Jesus, what does that mean to fill me with you yeah. mm-hmm. and now, your truth? I got a question for you. Sure. How are you doing on this journey of contentment? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Seven out of ten. Uh-huh. You know, I, I say sometimes I'm I'm there. I feel very content in in my life and what I have. And then there's times where I move over. I'm like, oh, if only I was, you know, thinner. And only if I was more, you know, successful in this area. And I have to really, really train myself to not go there and to kind of look and say, you know what, I am enough. This is good. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you for asking me that. And and in that, the segue is perfect for the question for us and for our viewer this week is, what is one area in your life that you can choose contentment? Mm-hmm. Don't want to over, overload everybody, but it's just the one area okay. that you can say, is it body? Is it spending? Mm. Is it my faith? Is it my relationships? Where is that one place that you can choose contentment? Mm. And maybe when I see you guys on the street next time, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> Or the parking lot. Or the parking lot. Where was that, where is that in your life that you can choose contentment? So good. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you for this. It's it's hard. It's it's the hard work. It's the struggle. Mm -hmm. But it's good because we don't want to be women who are always discontent and always Mm. wanting more and never letting... God yeah. be the one who provides our daily bread. Yeah. yeah. And some of our greatest teachers are those who are, um, who have very little. Mm-hmm. And so to learn how to be grateful mm-hmm. can happen by yeah. being in proximity to them. I love that. Thank you for the good work you do. Yeah. Erin, we really appreciate the good and hard work that you do and the learnings that you bring from the people that you're present with to us. Mm-hmm. It's really very grateful. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all. Also, for this really inspiring conversation, Trifinas and I, Cheryl, thank you. I have a lot to take away. I really, really appreciate that. And again, Erin, thank you so much for spending this time with you. And if you'd like more information about the show and these amazing people, go to seeherelove.com. Our blogs, resources, past episodes, it's all there. And as we go, our friend, co-host Anu George Kanjanathopoul's Call to Do Justice, uh, great thing she's saying. And we're also going to show you how you can join our See Her Love community and sign up for our weekly newsletter. So thank you for joining us in our conversation and always know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God just as you are, daughter of God. I had the wonderful opportunity to river raft up the Nile. Well, wonderful is a strong word. The word I'm looking for is uh, terrifying. 
I sometimes get these two mixed up. Let me list a few dangers of the Nile. The Nile crocodile, the hippopotamus, those cuddly little cuties kill up to 500 people a year. Now, don't get me started on the snakes. Many of the snakes in the area have the distinct honor of being described as the world's deadliest and most venomous snakes. There is the black mamba, the Egyptian cobra, the Egyptian hissing sand snake, the red spitting cobra, and last but not the least, the green mamba. While we are looking out for the dangers below, the green mamba likes to live in trees and attack from above. All of these lovely creatures were on my mind as I stepped into the raft for the first time. As we were headed up the river, our guides, who are way too young to be called guides, continuously pointed out to the river's dangers as though they were tourist attractions. This part of the Nile is up to 273 feet deep. Don't go to the right. That way leads to Dutchman's grave pocket. Nobody has ever returned alive after crossing that patch. Thank you for the information, Dundee. It was at this point that I first heard the sound. It was a hissing sound. I looked around the raft thinking that maybe a green mamba had dropped in with us and then I saw it and I froze. The hole in the raft was about a size of a dime. Being the brave adventurer that I am and not wanting to alarm the other passengers, I quietly cleared my throat and screamed, there is a hole in the raft. That's when one of our guides very casually pulled out the first aid pouch. I figured he had some sort of an epoxy rubber patch that would hold us till we made it to the shore. Instead, he pulled out a single band-aid. He peeled the paper, placed the band-aid over the hole, declaring, we're all good to go. Well, we were a lot of things. We were potentially sinking. We were about to be a crocodile snack. And we were terrified. What we decidedly were not is good to go. Just like patching a raft with a band-aid, there are a whole lot of people who think we can fix the problems of trafficking and abuse by sticking a band-aid over the problem. However, like a hole in a raft, traveling down dangerous rivers, trafficking, and abuse simply cannot be fixed with a band-aid. These are problems that needs the public justice system to be fully repaired. In the Bible, the concept of restoration is closely linked with the ideas of healing and refurbishing and contentment. Psalm 51:12 emphasizes this when it states, restore me, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. We have a God that repairs, not with band-aid, but wholly and truly and deeply. We have a God who sees the victim of trafficking and abuse and is on a journey with them and us towards restoration that leads to contentment. How beautiful is that? The Bible can feel overwhelming, confusing, or hard to believe. Scripture Untangled, a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society, brings you interviews with culture leaders, leaders in ministry, and Bible thinkers to help you be inspired to dive into the Bible and understand it. Listen for free and subscribe to Scripture Untangled on your preferred podcast app. Visit scriptureuntangled.ca for more information. Thank you for listening to See, Hear, Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. We are able to do See Her Love because of these generous sponsors, Tyndale University. Belinda and I are both Tyndale alumni. Tyndale is where you will experience high quality academics interwoven with faith and a community of students and faculty that challenges you to live authentically, to follow Christ and actively engage your culture. Visit www.tyndale.ca. The Canadian Bible Society champions the Bible as the voice of God, revealing Jesus Christ, the living word. Go to www.biblesociety.ca. And finally, the International Justice Mission Canada rallies Canadians to the fight to end slavery 
and violence in our lifetime and prove that justice for the poor is unstoppable. Go to IJM.ca today. Please check out these amazing organizations who are doing life-transforming work and who we are proud to be partnered with.